Are you looking for the best tips and tricks to run a successful dental practice? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bulletproof Dental Practice, interviewing some of today's most successful dentists with your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Craig Spodak and Dr. Peter Bolton, and welcome to another edition of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Uh, we're excited to be here today and give a little bit of value back to dentistry. Uh, Dr. Bolton, you feeling pumped? I see your dog there. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a special, uh, a special edition. I got Roscoe that wanted to come say hi. Today, I have my, uh, my beautiful mind white, white, uh, whiteboards behind me. Um, people look at them and think I'm a little wackadoodle, but this is where I photography equipment, all sorts of stuff. This is, I'm in the, uh, in my junk room, so to speak. But, You're in the lab as Dr. Dre yeah, would say. I mean, yeah, we are in the lab, but I'm feeling it brother. <laughs> Good I'm man. It. I am too, man. So today's topic is all about what now? Give me that topic again that we got. Well, how to, how to have an impact on your teams. Therefore you can impact your patients. Right. So I love how, it. How, to, how to build leverage in that aspect. And um, I think, you know, you're really good at this and you, you travel around the nation talking to people about kind of leadership and how, and this isn't going to be so much on leadership, but we'll get into the niche of the impact, but you talk about how, um, you know, some docs expect their team to act a certain way, but then they treat their team quite the contrary. Right? Totally. So it's setting a bad example and things like we always say, things kind of flow, flow down. So let's talk about how um, your team being, you know, it, the most valuable asset and really treating them well and, and, you know, amping them up and, and supporting them can really work wonders for your practice. Right, right. So for those of you who are just tuning in and listening to this, I know there's, I can, I can hear and feel the future eye rolls about this, like, oh, this shit, like, oh, yeah, treating our team well, and yeah, that, that, that woo-woo crap. But uh, I'm here to tell you it's sound ROI, um, that what you appreciate, appreciates. And in dentistry, I know you're the only one that went to dental school if you're a solo doc, but your team has the capability to light up your practice and light up the ROI for you. So I get tagged a lot because I'm active in Facebook chat rooms and stuff like that. And there was one recent post that got like hundreds of comments. It was, you know, SMH, I guess that's shake my head, right? Um, SMH, how do I keep these damn girls off their cell phone all day long? I walk by and people are texting their kids and I'm paying that you're not being paid to text uh, your, your family, you're paid to work. And then the comments were funny. It's like, well, have you, you know, what I do is I have my girls check in their phone in the morning. Oh, what I do is I'm, I'm building a Faraday cage to block their cell phone or jam their cell phone. And, and it was amazing to, for real? yeah, Wait, yeah, this is real, bro. Real this is real shit. I'm going to tag you on Facebook so you can read this, but this is what's out there, Peter. So it's this idea like I treat my girls, you know, they're lucky to have a job and these millennials, like they don't even want to show up to work and how dare they, I'm paying you. And it's a really big misrepresentation of the current state of the psychology of the now employee, the millennial you want to call them or people don't want to work just because you told them to shut up and work and sit down and grind it out. They want to have some sort of passion purpose and they want to feel secure and taken care of. And I'm reading an awesome book right now by Simon Sinek. Um, Peter and I were having lunch in Vegas, uh, what was that, two weeks ago today or two weeks ago? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. 
two weeks ago today. Yeah. So we're having lunch. We're there for Cereal World and uh, in walks Simon Sinek. I was like a, a little girl seeing Justin Bieber. I ran over because <laughs> I love that guy. He's amazing at what he stands so for. You're like, dude, I need a picture. I'm like, who? Who, who, who do you see? Is there some hot, is there some hot actress? I'm like, no, it's Simon Sinek, bro. So we ran over and took a picture with him, but I'm reading his book, Leaders Eat Last. What a phenomenal freaking book. But Leaders Eat Last, it talks about leadership. And if you're the one who gives the most, in, invariably, you're going to get the most as well long term. And you got to take care of your team because in order for your patients to feel that vibe, that experience, that love that we all seek to give them in our offices, we want to provide that exceptional experience. Your team has to feel whole, safe, protected, and loved. Total woo-woo crap totally works. Totally freaking works. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and there's a really relevant example. I'm, I'm going into sports, Peter, so you got to help me, bro. Don't make me say the wrong thing because I don't know shit about sports. <laughs> But I know there's a lot of controversy going on right now in the NFL. And I don't want to go there. I don't want to get political. But there's some dude, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun something. Anyway, I don't know his name, but I heard about this cat. I'm sorry? Well, who does he play for? Oh, come on, yeah. bro. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I can help you out. There's he plays for the Penguins, okay? You happy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, the funny thing is I'm wearing my All-Star Smile shirt, you know, uh -huh. which is a charity I started with John Carlos Stanton. And the funny thing is, is he and I are, um, we talk a lot about the charity and I'm like, hey, bro, I don't know crap about sports. And he just thinks it's so funny because everybody's always harassing these athletes about like this stuff. And I don't know shit about sports. But anyway, let's get back to the point. Deshaun Watson, comment, link, or maybe you could Google while we're talking. This cat, check, the, check out what this dude does. So in the midst of everybody taking a knee and doing pa passive resistance or whatever they're doing, I don't even know what they're doing. This dude is a rookie, gets his first paycheck, and maybe I might have the facts wrong, but I know the concept is right. Takes his first paycheck and he plays for some, somewhere in Texas and says, I am going to give my first paycheck. I'm a rookie. I don't have shit for money. I still got bills. I don't have my, you know, iced out, whatever. This is my Garmin, but, uh, you know, whatever. My iced out Rolly or whatever they have. I'm going to give my – John Jackson. Dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this Simon cat – Tampa, right? Simon Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks. That's why you know about it. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know anything about it, so don't ruin the flow. No. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. So he, he takes his check and gives it to the cafeteria workers of the stadium. His first check, his paycheck for a rookie. That is epic leadership. Your boy's got very little money. He's a rookie. He's not made it yet, but he's paying it forward. Let's talk about that for dentistry. Let's talk about how leaders eat last, how to be an epic leader, to give to your team, even when the giving hurts, will build value, loyalty, longevity, all that good juju that we talk about and really fuel the crap out of your practice. It's sound principles. When companies decide to do things, instead of laying off, you know, a hundred people, ask people to take furlough and ask people to come together as a team and, and get through a crisis together, how that builds long-term value for the organization and builds huge loyalty. You know, we're coming off of a hurricane down here and I'm deciding, even though it hurts like hell, because the profitability of our practice being closed for that many days is really, I got a big machine, so that really hurts. I'm deciding to pay people. I'm going to pay people for the time that they were not there. And that's a great example of leadership, leaders eating last. I'm going to give forward the goodwill that that gives. I got people going on Facebook telling us how much they love their job, how much they care about it. 
the girls are stopping off at Publix and people ask them, hey, where do you know, if you're in scrubs, you got a little logo on your scrubs, where do you work? And they enthusiastically say, you've got to come to this practice versus I've got a job, work sucks, it's Monday, you know, the Garfield poster that we love, Mondays, you know, shake my head or whatever. That building the loyalty, the taking care of your team fuels economic growth. Like and it feels good. It feels so oh, good. Yeah. You get me laughing on the Garfield post. I know. It's, it's my it's little like, thing that goes to make you smile. The Garfield, the Garfield picture and the uh, ceiling tiles, it's like, flush your teeth. You know? Yeah, Peter and I talk about Facebook posts. And like, if you're doing your Facebook and you, you're just putting up that Garfield picture with the foamy teeth, you know, and it gets, it gets no likes and no value. Zero That's not likes. a post. Check, yeah. check, check your strategy. Yeah. Um, Man, I, you do take it to another level, though, I have to say. And, like, some people just, you know, they're not comfortable with that. Like, you provide lunch for your team, and your team is massive. Yeah, right? 52 so, people. We provide lunch every single every day. day. Every, every day. day. So, you know, you feed people. That's the way of their heart. So, that's why they hmm. love everybody. It's not because of anything else. Yeah. Uh, I'm kidding. But, well, let's, yeah, so let's, let's, talk you know, about, let's, let's talk about how a little bit more how that, that culture of, of how you treat them will transcend into patient care because ultimately that's what we want. I mean, ultimately that's what we're concerned about, right? I mean, yes, okay. we're concerned about our team and taking care of them. Obviously, they're part of your family. But let's talk about how that goes down to a business applicability, right? The bottom line, like how does that help the business do better in synergy? Okay, so let's just take a hard-nosed business line on the feeding people because you brought up the feeding people. So let's just take uh, like a dentist out there. It's like, I would never do anything unless I could prove a sound ROI. So let's take the meat providing meals for an example. Let's, let's be totally selfish about this. If your girls don't, if, if there's a patient. And guys. And guys. Yeah, yes. And guys. Sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a problem being 47 years old, bro. 46 years old, man. I'm stuck in there. You're old school. You're, you're yeah, like, I'm old you're school, a grandpa. grandpa. People like, used to work hard back in the day. These ungrateful millennials with their Jay-Z and their hips swinging. <laughs> Too much coffee. Anyway, so let's just take a hard, hard line approach. And, you're, and you're, your girls and guys that work in your office, they're, it's 11.55. They got a 1245 patient. They haven't eaten yet. They're freaking out. They have to run out to Starbucks for like a sugary muffin or frappadappuccino. They consume 30 grams of sugar, snarf it down, come back, leave half of it on the table and go right back to work. Are they going to be as productive, engaged and taking the very best care of the patient that you really want? Are they going to be able to be fueled to build that service that you really want to have in your practice? Or let's say you spend, I mean, a meal cost could be as low as three or $4 if you're providing a big salad for everybody. You know, we're not bringing in like Chipotle every day for $180. Mm -hmm. We are providing something. We have someone that comes in and prepares it. So the meal cost could be as little as, um, for my team, maybe $2 per person. And they can stop for 15, 20 minutes, properly fuel up, not have to leave the office. And they're probably sitting with other team members. Hey, did you ever do that thing? What about the FMX? What about that? Did you, where are we at with our Invisalign goals? You know, new patients, they're synergizing, they're working through lunch. So I didn't do it for that reason, but I found over time that productivity is going up. And they also, so it's a loyalty, it's a trifecta, build loyalty, lets them know I care about them, but it's also allowing more work to get done. So it's a no brainer. Well, I like it. And this isn't about lunches, this podcast, but you know, for the same, in the same context, I actually um, asked my team when we started 15 years ago, I said, look, I don't think we should take lunch. You know, I don't pay for lunch, but I said, I don't think we should, I don't think we should take a lunch, right? Let's take 15 minutes and keep kind of rolling. And 
because I looked at studies of productivity and efficiency, and you can see that you actually, for an hour lunch hour, lunch uh, break, you actually lose about two hours of productivity because, you know, yeah, ramp it up, ramp, ramp, yeah, exactly. back down. ramp down and ramp back up. Right. And so it's a half hour on either side of that. So in an eight hour day, you, you know, the meat and potatoes of it is six hours versus like, Hey, let's not take a lunch hour and maybe, maybe do a seven hour day and go home to our families. And that's, you know, my team would never go to a, to a, back to an organized lunch period. Um, because there's just so much wasted time in that. And I have provided it, you know, as a bonus, Craig, I have to say that's a cool thing to kind of bonus the team with. If, if you don't want to go to the levels that you're doing, which is providing lunch every day, you know, I have said, Hey, if we, if we hit X, Y, and Z goal or do something like we'll do lunches for the month. Right. And awesome. like, like, you know, you feed someone and they like, they, you know, you just, everyone loves a free quote unquote, a metaphorical free lunch. Yeah. Um, but I mean, donuts or cookies or a fruit basket or calling up a food truck I mean, dude, let's just say like I, I did a food truck once. We had this barbecue place come out and pull a food truck into our parking lot. You should have seen the amount of posting on Facebook and Instagram that went on for my team. That shit counts, man. I mean, talk about like, let's get back to that first thing where like lock your phones in, in your locker at 8 a.m. and you'll get them at 5 p.m. and trying to control people. Got to remember in this day and age, people don't want to be managed. Millennials don't want a boss. They want a coach. And if you're pissed off with your millennial workforce and millennials, just so you understand the people that were born from 1982 to like the mid 1990s. So 82, how old are they right now, Peter? 2007. Uh, like my wife, so they're 35. Yeah. So the 35 year old hygienist or 32 year old hygienist or 30 year old assistant you have, that's a millennial. Those are people that had like 15 or 20 trophies by the time they get to first grade, like best posture, you know, you know, every, they got awarded for everything. That was a product of this idea yeah. that if you just kudos people. The cohort is 2082 to 2004. Sorry. So a lot of our workforce. So these are people that got praised for doing nothing. So they're like over coddle. It was a product of this environment that thought if we praise the shit out of people that have high self-esteem, little did we know they have actually less self-esteem. But these people are awesome. They're a huge segment of our demographic. They're a massive, massive generation. And they're really, really great employees as long as you change the game for them. And probably the lion's share of the dental workforce in the nation right now, right? Yep. Even though people bellyache about like millennials, but um, I want to go back to something about the Faraday cage because I'm kind of blown away by this. Yeah. So what's so funny about that is that that's the, I was thinking, as you said, like, I'm going to build a Faraday cage or I'm going to take their phones. Like that is the fastest damn way to lose a star employee you could ever think of. Like, holy cow, like doing something like that to someone and treating them like a child is the fastest way to lose awesome people. Well, the person that wants to build that Faraday cage wouldn't, doesn't understand what an awesome person is. That person actually believes if we delve into that dentist psychology, he's like, I'm the guy with the brain over here. I went to dental school. Sally, show. you're a freaking hygienist. It's the me show. Where did, you know, hey, Sally comes up and says, you know, why don't we change our new patient protocol because we're getting a lot of no-shows. Sally, where the hell did you go to dental school? Right. Exactly. I don't pay you to think, okay? And that used to work, and that could have worked back in the day. But now people will judge you by your hygienist. If they love your hygienist, they love you more. So not only are you not doing a Faraday cage, you're the actually antithesis of that. And you actually, you're actually encouraging people. I am too now, thanks to you a little bit. You've kind of opened my eyes up to it. Encouraging people to actually use their cell phones all day long 
or posting stuff about pictures or, you know, is it a cool group photo or the lunch cafeteria? Because here's the thing is that they're doing it anyway. Yeah. Right? You can't control it. You leverage can't control that, that shit. Leverage it and reward yeah. that behavior because that's our society we live in. And I know we're going to get some like, I don't know, hate mail or something on this, but like, you know what? You cannot control it and, but leverage it to your advantage. And you are, you are a big proponent of that, but you know, it's crazy. Everyone's walking around with a camera and a, and a, and a video camera in their pocket and the ability to, to post something to their social media and then take a selfie with a patient and no text it to me. But like, I love that mentality versus like the Faraday mentality. Well, I mean, look at it. Your Facebook page doesn't exist only, your, your brand doesn't exist on your Atlanta dental spa, your Dr. Jones Facebook page. If your hygienist is really into what she does and she's connected socially, but she's taking pictures and, and checking in on Facebook, like, hey, it's me and Diane, you know, or whatever. I remember I had this girl, uh, Ashley, she uh, worked for us for a little while and then moved. But when she was doing her working interview, I will routinely check out the Facebook pages of the people that are interviewing because I want to know who they are. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's the best background check you could ever do. Yeah. So I remember she was doing a working interview and um, I happened to check on our Facebook page and our Facebook page shows on the newsfeed who's commenting. So check this out. She, she was interviewing another girl was interviewing, but Ashley checked in and said, wish me luck at Spodak Dental Group, like checked in, geotagged us, wish me luck. I got a working interview here today. I hope I get the job. So by the time I saw it, it was like three o'clock. She had checked in at 8.30. By the time I saw it, she had like 50 comments, 150 likes, people commenting like, oh my God, do you do whitening? Hey, can you see me at two o'clock? So imagine that chick versus the other one that does not, is not on Facebook. Imagine if that hygienist that's that socially credible has a cancellation where at 11 o'clock her whole day falls apart. She has no more patience. And that chick gets online and, and you know, hey, come check me out at blah, blah, blah. That's what we want. Everybody's talking about engagement of the workforce. The magic standard, the gold standard is to have an engaged workforce. What engagement means is that people that have their freaking brain turned on while they're at work. Because if you look at statistics worldwide, sorry, I keep touching my eye, but Twitch, I'm getting all hyped up. But um, if you look statistically, 80% of the workforce currently, that's currently employed, has a resume out and they're actively seeking another alternate job. 80% of the workforce is not happy and wants another job. That is freaking crazy, man. That means that eight out of 10 people don't want to be working where you are. And if they don't want to be working where you are, they are not engaged. They are not turned on. They are not focused on what they're doing. They're just wasting time. And that is costing you money because you're paying them. So engagement is killing your practice, the lack of engagement. So if you can get people to turn their brains back on, to realize that it's not, they can actually have a thought, that they can actually implement an idea, that they control their destiny, that they could influence the way their, their day goes. That is engagement that will fuel the shit out of your practice versus, Sally, don't tell me how to answer the phones. Here's a script. Read the damn script. Versus, Sally, be human. Here's the yeah, goal. Okay. It's a results-based conversation though, man. Be human, but here are some parameters that I'd really like you to follow. Well, like, well not even parameters. Go rogue is, well, no, listen. Do, do you really, okay, but you didn't, you didn't hear me out yet. Do you really care the process or the result? So imagine if you tell your admin team, and I love, by the way, how in dentist we call them front desk. We call people furniture, you know? <laughs> I need a new front desk. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And leg broke off the chair? No, 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 no. She's moving to Milwaukee. 
<laughs> you know, isn't that funny, by the way? You ever think about that? I, 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 you just brought it up. I know the staff thing gets brought up. Like, what? Staff's, a, staff's an illness. They're a team. They're like, it, staff's it, an infection, yeah. But, but I love the front desk. I need, I, need a, desk. I need a new front desk. I was like, why is it the old school one where you have the glass? You want to redesign it? You know, here's a clipboard. <laughs> so anyway, so imagine this. Imagine if you tell your admin team, I want to make sure that all of our patients are confirmed on Monday. Not just pink, like we call them or whatever it is, like you've left a message, but actually green or whatever color you're using your practice management software, that they're all physically confirmed. And anybody that's not confirmed is off the schedule. Like everybody's confirmed. Do you really care the process that they get to that? Or do you really care the result? Because what will happen oftentimes, if you're worried about the process, the process is make sure everybody's called. Make sure everybody's called. Right. Or make sure they're called twice. They say, hey, doc, we called them all. Well, how come it's all pink? Well, we called, we did the process. We really care about results, but we're insecure. So we want to control the process. So we want to mechanic, mechanicalize, robotic, roboticize, or whatever we want to make. What, is, what am I trying to say? We're trying to protocolize, or I feel like we're trying to make the protocol more important than the result. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I agree with that. Like you want some level of autonomy to just be results-based, results-based, right? Results-based. Sometimes you have to provide the parameters in which to do so. You absolutely do. You absolutely okay. do. That's but all I'm saying. And, and I do like a script and verbiage and kind of scenarios because, and I don't like when I see people go too rogue off of that because here's why. It's because in a, that can be a very inefficient process, right? It should take five minutes to schedule a new patient when they call, right? It shouldn't be a 45 minute conversation, right? Because you just paid that front desk to do that, right? So that was an expensive acquisition. That added to your acquisition cost, no? So scripting. I, I just totally disagree, man, but it's all good. Hey, that's cool that we're not clones of each other. I'm just no, saying. No, I know we're not. I know. I like efficiency and processes, and I do like the guardrails to be up. You like people to say, hey, you know what? We're all awesome. Just be awesome. Well, let's, let me use sound, sound, uh, sound business principles on you. So we all know Zappos, right? Zappos. Yes. Zappos has uh, uh, a why that why they exist beyond making money is to be the greatest customer service company in the world. If you call as Zappos does some crazy shit. So like in Zappos, you could like buy a dress, not you. I know you don't wear dresses, but your wife could buy a dress, wear it for like a month or two and then return and get a full refund. Right. People exploit that shit. That you can call Zappos and there's a famous story in his book, delivering happiness. You can call them and say, hey, I, want, I live in Milwaukee. I want to order a pizza. And the Zappos phone person won't say to you, I don't, uh, I don't have pizza. We don't sell pizza. They will try to find you a delivery service in Milwaukee to get you a pizza. That's bull. I'm going to call and do that and be like, hey, can you, can you give me Dude, a pizza? Dude, ca- can we Zoom call this shit? Let's get, that, let's get the Zappos guy on. I mean, this is in the book. I mean, just see if we can't like pull up a chat window of that and see. Can we? Let's do it. I don't think we can. I, I, we probably can, but like. Well, just take it for the face value. I read the book right, and it's right. in so, there. Sorry, your story. Keep going. So the point is, and it's not a long story, but the point is, is they believe that by building the greatest customer service in the world, um, they will be the most iconic company. And Bezos, Jeff Bezos of Amazon, obviously agreed, paid a ridiculous premium to buy Zappos for some crazy amount of money. Mm-hmm. And Amazon has now become like Zappos. I bought a garage door opening system from Amazon. It was like a $750 item. And I get it to my house and it doesn't work 
with my gates of my house. There's a mechanical gate opening system. I call them up and the first time ever, I said, hey, bought this thing, it's 800 bucks, I wanna take it back. And I had to speak to someone. They said, you know, um, Mr. Spodak, you've been a customer of ours for a long time. We're gonna go ahead and credit your account, but don't bother sending it back because the logistics, just keep it. Holy shit. They do that all the time. And guess where they learned that from, bro? their controller who said it's not worth our time to just do- I'm just kidding. No, Zappos. I got it. Zappos. All right. So, so there is something iconic and so something that Dennis, put it back to dentistry. Like what, what do you, how is Okay. It- so, so let's just say your protocol is um, fairly scripted and a patient calls up bullshit angry that they got charged $37 for fluoride treatment. And they said, no one went over the $37, $32 dollar fluoride charge with me and the person on the phone's like oh shit where's the protocol for oh wait what what hold on mr jones let me get my manager versus hey mr jones i'm so sorry we let you down i'm so sorry we didn't tell you about it versus they because every time you're talking they us like when your admin team talks about well they don't do this and the clinical's like they don't do that it's all we if you fail i fail you win i win So it's all the culture of we. So I'm sorry we let you down. We didn't tell you about that. I am going to go ahead and take care of that charge for you. You know, Florida is beneficial for you, but I'm going to go ahead and just take that off your bill right now. Why don't we split the difference? Or whatever, whatever, whatever. (laughs) Totally cool. But that's the parameters that you can give people to express their humanity. Everybody's becoming a goddamn robot now. I call companies for customer service. And I'm talking to a guy named Tim in the Philippines. His name is Todd. I know his name's not really Todd, but he's a robot. I'm like, Todd, I got a problem, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, sir. You know, blah, 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 blah. He's a, he's a freaking robot. And eventually he will be ro- robotic. He will be a robot. Yeah, actually, I'm, I was going to say, I'm developing that, which you're really not going to like, the AI technology of chatbotting in dentistry right now. So Yeah, man. You hate I'm not, it. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. that. All right. Well, but, but guess what? People don't want to pick up the phone. To use their ding their cell phone anymore. They want to. But when they, I get it. But when they do pick up the phone, Peter, when they hit a robot, they're pissed. Right. But if they have to call to get a simple answer that a robot could have answered. Totally cool. I'm down. God, I should have hit like pause, and we could have like argued offline about this and come back on. But we're not arguing. This is how we talk to each other. This is true story. All right. So back to back, bringing it back in. You you like there'd be autonomy. You know, keeping a patient, keeping everybody happy. You know, finding the reasonable in people and you know and making a taking a bad situation and making it a win for everybody right, right. But you're leveraging right. your you're leveraging your team the ability to be able to do that which is cool which is why you have raving reviews and such but like let's say someone's not comfortable with that level i mean is that a mandatory thing well let's just talk about let's talk about consumer behavior okay so the dude gets kicked off the united airlines flight a couple months ago like gets his ass beat and like literally dragged off the plane right that was a pretty transformational moment bad pr day for uh united right yeah really bad pr day it's the same thing as like being really really um harsh about your 37 dollar fluoride charge it's the same thing or someone upset about something pretty minuscule so let's look at what happened hurricane irma just rolled through here and companies learned quick att att i mean i'm not you know big fan not a fan you know it doesn't really matter it's a neutral i have a neutral feeling on them they they send out a text message to everybody all your data over its charges to the hurricane are waived 
FPL, I'm sorry, not FPL, Bank of America sends out another robocall, all overdraft charges are waived. Everybody's coming ahead and saying, hey, we're not only your bank, we're not only your cell phone provider, we care about you as a human being. So regardless of whether you're eating this shit up or you think this is BS, this is the new consumer. But that's easy in a micro, right? We're talking a macro day in, day out. Like that's an easy thing to be like, hey, we're going to waive all this for 30 days. Like, right? But, that, but um, the point of what I'm saying is this stuff didn't exist uh, a so year ago. Okay. So, so if you're playing, your, your ground game has to change because when the bank calls you and says, we're going to wear the white hat and even though you might not have, we didn't have freaking power, bro. So what does the overdraft charge have to do with that? The bank is stepping up and saying, we want to waive your charges. So now in the context of the consumer mind, if right. you're going to pull a United Airlines type thing, I'm not saying you're going to beat someone's ass because they didn't pay your bill, but you have to be more conscious of it because the consumer's changing. I mean, Starbucks changed the ground game. Coffee before Starbucks was a 40 cent cup of joe at a little diner. Now they come out with the Frappadappuccino and the $2.50, a $4 cappuccino, Michael Bublé CD, CD yep. and a leather couch. They shifted, they, they flipped the script on us. Right. So it's the same thing so as- the script, is, the script is shifting in all of consumer. Totally. And, and, and Amazon is driving a lot of that. Starbucks is driving a lot of that. So the, the, the landscape is changing. We can either adapt or die. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. So if you thought this was a bunch of malarkey for the practice of uh, that you Let's had five. On that. Adapt or die. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Mic drop. Go back to no, but it's, but it, no, but it's true, man. It's totally true. So we have to take, we have to say, see that the landscape's shifting. We have a different type of person in the, in the workforce, the millennial, who as long as they have a reason to work, Mm -hmm. uh, they have a purpose for work beyond making money. They don't care about money that much. They're not the boomer generation. They don't care about that. They care about equality and, and rights and, I mean, experience, and experience and doing and, and, and purpose, giving yeah. purpose. So just recognize the landscape, this shift, the consumer mentality has changed and it's not our fault. It's the, it's the, all the other retail outlets that have changed the things for us and the, the workforce has changed. So it is an adapter diet. It really is, man. You know what's super refreshing about this, actually, as you say this, is like, as dentists, I feel like we get this, like, God, it's all on me to make this great. And like, it's, uh, this practice fails or, you know, like, I got to grow this by my, you have like all this stuff on the weight of your shoulders, right? And if you, and if you switch that to what you're kind of saying and saying, hey, this is, this is our village. It takes a village. Like, let's all divide and conquer in whatever we're doing today. And right. And, and it's not the Craig show. It's not the Dr. Spodak show. Right. And you really believe that in your mind and you're leveraging your team to create that amazing experience effortlessly. Yeah. Right. Like it's it, effortless because it's not just you driving all of this all the time. Well, it's engagement and alignment. It's people. Most people show up to the work and they show up at 8.30 when your office opens, they leave their brain inside their car and they show up as a body only. And that's what the factory wanted. So all the business books that were written were all written around the factory model, the turn of the century, end of the history lesson. I know, I know, <laughs> I don't know. Stop busting my ball. So it presumes that the average laborer is stupid, dumb, stupid or dumb and lazy. They're like bulls. So here's the bell. At this point, you screw the little nut onto the bolt and then you move it down the road. Dentistry is service. We're not making a product. 
so we can't make this product and pull it off the assembly line. That was a bad one. This is a good one. We're not like the Laverne and Shirley pulling off the bad things off the conveyor belt. We are making an experience, and experience is live. So before they get to see the wizardry, the wizardry of your dentistry, they call your office. If the girl comes off, the guy comes off as being unattached or not caring, they don't like your dentistry. You won't have a chance to get up at that. That's the reality of it. Yep. So for every dentist out there, it's like it's the Dr. Jones show and I'm the only one that matters. Your dentistry is a perceived value based on the value you provide to the, to the customer. And the person that adds the most value wins. So if you're obsessed with adding value to your patient, you're going to win in this game. That's it. Yeah. I, I can't argue with that. You know, I, I, I agree with you on that 100%. You and, know, and if that's strategies to get there, right? But right. But if you're obsessed cool. with adding value, you want to make your patients feel valued, the team has to feel valued in order for that to happen. Because if you're throwing your instruments at your hygienist, you're losing your cool on your, your team. Yeah, it's no longer optional. Like it used to be like, oh, I just want to be, you know, like it's no longer optional. So if, just like you said, if you, if you really only want to do dentistry and that's your, that's your craft and that you want to do more of that, then you have to amplify the stuff that helps open that funnel to get there, right? And that's yeah. kind of what you're saying, I'm sure. And it, it comes organically to you because that's just your personality. But some of us are more introverted, um, it's just harder to do that. Right. Um, yeah. So, and I, I think I have a big dose of, I want to be liked, which is to a fault. Like I want to be liked so much, you know, like I, that's one of my social media and then check how many likes you get. No, dude, who doesn't do that? I Gives you a serotonin hit. I, <laughs> read the book saying. leaders, read the book by Simon Sinek, eat leaders eat last. He, he talks about us being all chemically addicted to dopamine, serotonin, yeah. endorphin, endorphins. Yeah. It's all social credibility. We're tribal animals. We want to be part of a tribe. We all want to be liked, all of us. And if you don't think you do, you're just bullshitting. But I mean, to some more than others. But I had a really we interesting- We all want to belong, right? We all want to belong. Right. That's what I mean by being liked. But I want to bring up one small example too. Uh, yesterday, I had a very interesting thing. My assistant, Michelle, um, she had no lunch break. She couldn't even eat the lunch I provided. She was working, hustling so hard. And at the end of the day, we're really sarcastic with each other. That's my sense of humor. She's like, I had an awesome day today. I was like, you joking? You bullshitting? Like, like you didn't take a lunch. She's like, no, I'm serious. She worked her tail off, but we did so much dentistry that made people feel good. We got hugs and got all this stuff. She's like, it was so rewarding. I love doing this. So when one of your employees looks at you and says, I love my job, that is money. What day was that? That was yesterday. That's what was the day I sent you the video? It was, it was Wednesday, yeah. I had the exact, that's so weird. I had the exact same thing happen with my assistant. Exact same what was thing. the day I sent the video? Wednesday. Yeah, and then you went on social media and you well, said- Well, I posted a case, but literally we had the hardest day of like, I've done in a while. I had to do under sedation, like, you know, 24 teeth in the sitting, right? Prep 24 teeth and like, you know, it was a six hour prep. It was a hard prep, a lot of stuff. And- Literally at the end of the day, you know, my assistant kind of said the same thing. That was a good day. I'm like, you, you, we got crushed today. Like it was exhausting, but you're right. It was very fulfilling because we were helping, you know, this was, this was treatment for the, for a cancer survivor. And this was the last stage of something they were doing. And it was an emotional day. So, you know, I know we're going off tangent here, but we're super. No, we're not. No, we're not. This is right up. This is it. Situation to offer differences to people and, you know, and whether it's our employees, um, your team members or your patience, but I dig it, man. I dig it. Yeah. I mean, to be of certain, you're talking about being of service 
And that's the magic of fulfillment to be of service, to not think about yourself, but think about other people. It doesn't matter if you're in service to your patient or service to your team member, it all feeds fulfillment. It's good for your soul to be good to people. And whether you're taking good care of a patient or just treating a team member, a new team member that, that's nervous or doesn't feel like she belongs or he belongs and, and mentoring them to be more and do more for themselves. It's really cool stuff. And we are so freaking blessed totally. that we have a profession that is actually good for people. A lot of people have to sell bullshit to make money. A lot of people are selling, you know, they don't feel like they're selling bullshit, but they're selling bullshit. They're selling like, you know, vacation rental and it doesn't really, it, the pictures are pretty, but the vacation rental is not that nice and they have to sell it. Where everything we sell in dentistry, everything we convince a patient to do and is good for up. them. Yeah, and can be backed up with like, yeah. with true, with true um, value. All right, I know you have a hard stop. That was, um, that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, man. Um, again, two quick things. Uh, we're going to talk about it again. The Got Summit is coming up. It's November 29th or 30th. You say it was? Yes, November 30th in Dallas. So I was also pointing about this too. Your All Star Smiles, right? That's your that's your charity. Cool. Check out All Star yeah. Smiles. Um, yeah, AllStarSmiles.org. We're needing dentists to sign up for that. That's uh, me and John Carlos Stanton formed a partnership to eradicate children's dental disease. The number one reason why a child will miss school, the number one reason why a child will go to the emergency room, is because they have dental pain, and that's in this country in a modern day first world so that's country. That's thing. You have to have a Florida license to come help, though, right? No, sir. Thank you for asking. That's a national event. So if you're willing to open up your office for one day during February during Children's Dental Health Awareness Month, just check out allstarsmiles.org and click the Get Involved tab and jump on our bandwagon. We could get a, a professional athlete out to see you, which would be really cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And then please talk about the summit. That's awesome. Yep. Well, especially I mean, if you like this stuff. Right. There's going to be more of this. Get off the treadmill summit, basically talking about how to not build a bigger treadmill, but scaling your life, scaling your business with balance, right? And creating that true balance that people kind of speak of. And it's not about creating a bigger machine to create the bigger treadmill to be more stressed out. It's really creating um, kind of reverse engineering what you want your life to look like. Yeah. So that's why I'm a big fan of it because, you know, I, we spoke about, I spoke in, you know, either lectures or whatever in podcast, how like, you know, when you have a crisis, you basically have to, you get a chance to, in 2015, I kind of had to, to re-engineer my life because it was just shitty and it wasn't what I wanted in perpetuity. So um, I, I resonate with, with what the GOT Summit teaches and I'm, and I'm definitely going to be there this year, um, either, as, either as speaking or attending, one of the two, but I'm definitely Absol gonna be Absolutely speaking. Um, so I, uh, that's it. As always, review us if you, if you liked it. And um, until next time, over and out. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Bye. Thanks, Peter. Cool. Thanks so much for listening to Bulletproof Dental Practice with your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak. Online at bulletproofdentalpractice.com. We'll catch you next time.